Welcome to Running is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And this is episode 91, and this time we'll be talking about netball, dykes, toenails, rich person bullshit, event drama, and the weirdest Facebook group I've ever seen. Plenty of bullshit to come. First of all, you know what's pissed me off? Shoes. You know, I've got no real interest in shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not, as the Young Hearts Run Free podcast calls it, a schwanker. Love it. Absolutely not. Last night, I had to buy more shoes because I played netball in my brand new shoes. Well, not brand new, two-month-old shoes. Played netball in them, tore them to bits. What? How? And I, like, I've, I wear Saucony's generally because um, they, they fit well and they're fine and they work for me. And they always kind of poke through the big toes eventually. And that's fine. I'm done with that. By the end of the first quarter, they'd done that. So I was like, well, okay, that's a bit shit, but that was going to happen anyway. But then they just tore all the way down the side on like the front inside on the right foot, especially two months old, 270k on them. And they're going in the bin. There's, there's a lot of start stopping in netball, naturally, so I wonder if that's why. Too much pressure. There, yeah, to be fair, netball is fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing about being a girl's game. It's really fucking hard. There's a lot of starting, yeah, stopping, twisting, jumping, and road shoes being worn indoor for that purpose is not great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not yeah. fully blaming the shoes, but it's fucking annoying. Did your team win? No. Oh. We'll come to that later. Okay, okay. Well, one of the things someone said to me when I put this on Twitter, he goes, oh, you get to buy new shoes, though. That's not good. <laughs> oh, great. I get to spend another 80 quid for the same oh. pair of shoes. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, I always dread buying running shoes because, like you say, I'm just buying the same, I'm buying the same make, I'm buying the same brand. It might be like a new model or whatever. Often it's not because I'm buying it discounted. So it's like a model from five years ago. It's like, yeah, nothing less exciting than just buying the same pair of shoes you've already been wearing. Like, you know. I bought exactly the same pair because they were the same as they were discounted two months ago. So I'm like, yep, that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same one. Usually it's the same colorway, everything. Exactly the same. Just keep buying it over and over again. I should buy like two sets at one time, but I never bother. Who can do that kind of thing? I did see netball at the Commonwealth Games, though. That was very fun. Mm, was I saw real proper people playing. It was fucking brilliant. It's amazing. Netball is actually a really good sport. Who knew? Um, but better than that is weightlifting. Weightlifting oh, yeah. is a great sport to watch. It's one of the things I've kind of seen on TV a bit. But to be there in the crowd, and it was a morning session, but it was amazing. This is for the Commonwealth Games. Drove up to the NEC this week. Weightlifting in the morning amazing to watch because you get to watch the whole competition start to finish there's a surprising amount of tactics involved in weightlifting in like changing the weights and increasing and making other people go before you and then which weights you choose because you only have three lifts and that's all you have so you've got to nail all of them and like work out what your opponents are doing um so there's all of that and also the best bit about it the bar loaders they got five people in from the army and their job is to run on stage, put uh, plates onto the bar, run off stage as quick as possible. And they were brilliant at it. It was so good because every time, you know, they've been drilling for days like, right, 90 to 94 kilos, go. And they just run up there. And if it's like, if it's just plates to go on, two of them go up, put that on, run off. If it's plates that need to come off and plates that need to go on, five of them go up. So it's like two take them off, two put them on, one holds the bar, gives the bar a quick wipe as well. But they're so quick. They were great to watch. I bet it's like a pit stop for like Formula It was, it one really car. was. So I take it like, I take it the winner will be the one that lifts the heaviest with like correct form and everything. And yeah, snatch and clean and jerk, which you get to laugh at both of those, which is good. And it's the combined weight of those two. 
Oh, wow. I take it they can't have like a warm up lift on like in front of people. Are they doing that? Like, because obviously no, if you're lifting, you, you're warm. There's up like a training room, like green room effectively behind. And mm-hmm. they, yeah, they can lift what they want back there. So they're coming out and they're just doing their three. Yeah. They've got to do that. They they've got one minute generally. They come oh out and God. do it. Yeah. That's intense. It is, yeah, it is properly intense. But just like even any, because obviously the crowd is right behind them. If anyone came out and just like gave a little wave to the crowd, everyone's like, yeah, we love them. They're amazing. (laughs) People just got behind anyone so quickly. It was great. And they're like banging out loads of music as well. It's really good. Definitely recommend for the next multi-event sport in your region. Let's have a catch up from the last episode. Firstly, correct something from the last episode. Danny Norman sent us a photo of toilet queues at an ultra. And we apparently didn't look at the photo closely enough as it doesn't show women taking up all the queue, but in fact, two portaloos for women and two for men with the men waiting in a significantly longer queue. The women were extremely happy about this and glad in this one respect that men outnumber the women. Sorry, we got that wrong. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming because there's loads more men at ultras than women or this particular ultra i guess but they should have known that and why would you give two portaloos to men and two portaloos to women why equality equality everyone must be treated exactly the same which is not actually what equality is (laughs) yeah let's not get into that one but (laughs) i always kind of wonder about that when you go to like places with toilets and there's two toilets and they're like just one stall each a men a men's and a women's i'm like why not just have them why not why do they have to be split yeah. Oh, I, I hate that. What you mean, like when you're going into like a private room, sort of thing. Like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get why they're not unisex. I mean, I do it. Some, I, I do to some expect. I do to some extent because some unisex toilets are disgusting because the men, like men peeing on the floor and stuff. Not all men, of course, yeah. but um, there is notably like more piss on the floor. Uh, so yeah, but maybe they should be separate them like that. Like one where you piss on the floor and one where you act like a normal human and not a fucking animal and do it in the toilet. And if you happen to make a mistake, clean up after yourself, you know? It's harder to put that on a sign though, isn't it? It is. It's It's a little wordy. To be honest, like this is why the whole, this is Amy Gender's gender's agenda coming through. But anyone who goes to a gay bar, whether you're straight, gay, whatever, you'll know most gay bars they don't have they don't have separate gender toy just go in just go in you know what i mean it, it's like no don't even get me started it's so old-fashioned no one's bothered like just just go in do your business get on with it and leave and wash your hands <laughs> yes wash your hands another correction from our dutch correspondent ninka who told me dykes aren't like ditches which is a mistake we made last time talking about Offers Dyke. They're actually like the big, huge, long banks holding back the water. And she's Dutch, oh. so she would know. Oh, so that they're like elevated, not they're yes. not the bit in, they're not the lower bit. They're the, no. Oh. Well, there's obviously a ditch there because they dig that out yeah, to build yeah, yeah. the but bank. That's, that's not the dike. The dike. That's is not the, the dike. The big bit. Yeah. Oh, this has totally changed my perspective on everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's blown my mind a bit. <laughs> Change your mind on dykes completely. It has, it has. You need a long, hard think about this afterwards. <laughs> Rachel Bendley also said, womb with a view. It was the funniest thing I've heard in a while. Thank wow. you. Not sure the lady who I scared half to death with my sudden outburst of laughter as I ran past her would agree. There you go. You can't really kind of turn around and explain the context of that one, can you either? Because you'll just make it much worse. No, no. I always used to do that when I was listening to My Dad Writes a Porno, which obviously we're on that same calibre now. Um, but yeah, I always used to just burst out laugh, laughing constantly when I was running and people used to look at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, and we also had multiple messages agreeing with Amy and wondering why women take so long in race portaloos. The mystery continues. 
Oh, I'm glad it was women commenting on that as well, I hope, because I didn't want to be some like some sort of internalized misogyny that I'm just flying out here, you know? I, I want it to be that like other pe- other women think this as well and it's not just me, you know. <laughs> some other internalized sexism. Yeah, at, least, yeah, yeah. at the very least. Yeah, you yeah, want a yeah. Group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Why what just just why why? Just why? Let's have a think about that while we have some tea. Rachel Bullmore said, listening while sipping red velvet tea and squealed with joy when my name was sang out to the tune of Duran Duran. Just ordered more bird and blend tea as it's just so good. Happy Monday, folks. Mm, It's very cheery. Happy Monday to you too. As you know, we are partnered with Bird and Blend Tea. Uh, they send us tea every now and then. And if you go to our website and click on the tea link, buy some tea, we get better money from it. And that's nice. And you get tea. Mm. While you're there, if you put in the discount code tea is not BS, you'll get free tea. So that's good for everyone. Hey. Everyone gets tea if you want tea. Amy, what tea are you drinking? I have mint pistachio today. Mint pistachio? Yeah, that's madness. I know, I know. So it's, um, it's Sri Lankan. You sure that's not an ice cream? No, but that will be amazing i love pistachio ice cream but no it's not an ice cream uh it's sri lankan black tea peppermint um and cardamom as well and natural flavoring so there's not too many ingredients in it but it's nice it's very as you can imagine from those ingredients it's very minty the Mm. there is like hints of pistachio in there but it's mainly like minty which is which is nice so yeah that's a black tea with mint and pistachio and cardamom in. That's well, mad. it doesn't actually have by the ingredients. I think the cardamom is creating the pistachio taste. It doesn't have pistachio uh, okay. in it. It says natural flavoring, so I wonder if there's like a tiny bit of pistachio in it to make it. But they can't say it's pistachio because it's not enough. So it's like uh, natural okay. flavorings. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it's nice. Like I really like the mintiness. It's got like proper, as you can imagine, proper mint in it. Like you can see yeah. the mint, the little mint leaves when you put mm-hmm. it in the. Your diffuser, infuser, sorry, infuser. Um, yeah, so it, it's a really nice minty tea, like then just hints of pistachio, which is good. That sounds like one I'd need to like have a sip and have a little think about, because yeah. that's a little confusing to me. I'm gonna have to try that one if I come to your house. I do, I do like minty. I, do, I like minty teas anyway, so mm. I'm, I'm well on, I'm well on board with any form of minty tea. Nice, Stuart. What are you drinking at the moment? <laughs> well, as it's summer, I'm on the sangria. Oh. But not saying, like, I mean tea, sangria. Um, I've tried something different. I've got a load of these fruit teas. I never really get into fruit teas that much. So I thought I'd just give this one a go because it's summer and why not? Uh, this is, it's kind of got some apple, some orange peel, cardamom lime peel. Uh, it's just, a, it's like a nice hot squash. Nice. Have a bit of that and we have a sip. I mean, it's mostly kind of orangey, as you expect, I guess sangria kind of is. Mm. Obviously hasn't got wine in it. Um, sadly for some people but it's got cardamom in as well this one so it has just got like a little kind of spiciness to it it's very good it's like a nice hot squash nice and red i've made it nice and strong because that's how i like it and that's a nice tea nice if you head to our website you can have a little look at those if you fancy them you can order them or you can order something else or you could just not order any at all because you don't like tea and you get bored of this bit Mm. the bit that gets longer and longer every episode (laughs) look we like talking about tea it's our (laughs) podcast it's a piss off Amy, what have you done this week? Anything? Nothing. Nothing last two weeks. Um, it's the last time on the podcast. What happened to all the races, Amy? Uh, I was so excited about all the races I booked onto. Anyway, like, so yeah, whenever we did the podcast last two weeks ago, I was supposed to be doing Exmoor, which was like half marathon, 14 miles. Uh, and unfortunately, the person I was supposed to run with, Jen Danger Harding, came back from a cruise, only went and got bloody COVID. 
Well, she went on a cruise. What did I she know, expect? I know, I know. And then I went for a run with her. And then I came back from my run, like a few days later. She found out she was positive. Obviously, she didn't run when she knew she had COVID with me. Um, but she found out a few days later that she tested positive. And then when she found out, I thought, all oh, right, yeah, I better do some tests. And I had like one lateral flow test that gave me like a really weird, like it looked positive, but it wasn't quite clear. Hmm. Um, so I was like, oh God, that doesn't look quite right. And also I was feeling really crap. Um, I get really bad hay fever this time of year anyway, so I wasn't sure what it was. And then all the rest of my lateral flows were negative, but just having that one that kind of looked positive and kind of looked a bit dodgy, I just was... I just didn't go out, just in case. Yeah, you could have had cove. I could have. I could have just had the cove. You had a bit. Yeah, just yeah, a bit. yeah. And I, I, the thing is, as well, those lateral flow tests that you put up your nose, I'm really not good at them. I, I yeah. can't. They hurt so bad. And I, I'm sure I'm not doing them properly. So I was like, oh, maybe the other ones that I've tested afterwards. I was making my nose bleed. I was testing so much, which I don't think you That's too far. That's too far. And they like bits of brain yeah. were coming out and stuff. Um, yeah, so I didn't run for about, but, but regardless. I, I've had a really bad pain in my foot, but my Achilles have been has been really bad as well. So it sort of wasn't like, oh no, that's such a shame because, you know, not being able to go out because, yeah, mm. I, I've been resting my Achilles. Still, I'm, I've come back, I've come back to running. My Achilles is still a bit sore. So I've also made the decision to defer doing the rhythm as well, <laughs> <laughs> which is at the end of the month. I was looking at my diary, I'm like, that's at the end of the month. My Achilles is fucked. I can't, there's no way, like this week, I think I was supposed to do like 18 miles or something. And there's just no way that's going to happen. Like maybe, yeah. I think I'm going to do eight miles tomorrow, not 18. But yeah. <laughs> Will Amy ever race again? Will I ever race again? That's my racing career over. <laughs> that's very sad. Yeah. And you didn't do the murder mile? No, no. My Achilles is already fucked. I'm not going to do yeah, the that's, murder that's, mile. That's, that's fair. No, so yeah, with, um, with a bit of COVID and a dodgy Achilles, yeah, our pill is not yeah, your a bit friend. of cough. Um, yeah, so not been a very exciting couple of weeks, really. It's on me to fill the section again. Yes, is it? it is, Stuart. What have you been doing? You've been doing loads. You've been having such an exciting life running. Well, I've just been sat staring yeah. wistfully out the window. And I like talking about myself, so yeah. it works for everyone apart from the listeners. I made the mistake of trying a park run, and I know that's always a bad thing. And on the the morning I happened to choose, stepping out of the door was like stepping into a sweaty armpit. Oof. It was awful. It was so disgusting. It was, um went to Cardiff Park Run, and it's all under trees for the first mile as well. So, like, all the humidity was, like, held in there with all the pollen. And it was like, you could feel how thick the air was. It was horrible. It was an awful run. Time was okay. It's not as quick as I wanted. Um, but I was at the end whining about it speaking to a friend and saying how awful it was it's such a bad day to run fast uh she ran a new pb of 1822 so perhaps it's just me that shit yeah maybe, maybe. perhaps the day was fine maybe it's just excuses. It <laughs> i think it's not a bad one as they go um i also played netball as i mentioned tore my shoes to pieces it was a club game for the commonwealth games wales versus the rest of the world um, unfortunately on this occasion wales beat the rest of the world but as i found out afterwards from someone who like suggested this to a friend who's kind of club adjacent. Um, and he kind of made a joke, I didn't realise. But then I realised afterwards that he was serious when he said she's played for Wales at three Commonwealth Games in netball. Oh. Which is why she's so fucking good and scored all their points. Yeah, that's not really fair, is it? They, sh- they should really sort of reveal that before. <laughs> 
Yeah. You can't, yeah, you have to declare these kind of things if you're actually good at netball. It was like a mixed game. So there's like men there that have never played netball and like watched a four and a half minute video to learn the rules. There's loads of people there that hadn't played since school. Netball seems to be one of those things that carries a lot of trauma. I feel yeah. it's a bit like cross country. Like everyone, if you say netball, there's either people will be like, oh, I love playing netball. Or I think probably the majority are like, oh, I haven't played since school. I hate netball. Mate, like, let me know if any other women or, or men as well like playing other sports. But I don't know whether this is mainly like a female thing. But let me know if anyone else has this shared experience where things like netball. So when I was in school, so I was in school in the like the 90s and the early 2000s. And we weren't we weren't like allowed to play football or anything. We mm-hmm. The girls went and they played netball or badminton or like rounders. They're my main memories, but mainly like netball and a bit of tennis, I think. Um, so we played a lot of netball and like PE and netball was just all the very popular girls who were also not very nice, like bullies. <laughs> They're the ones that were like also really competitive. I'm not saying being really competitive makes you a bully, but those two bullies tend to be really competitive, yeah. you know? So it was just this horrible situation where I was, I was very quiet in school. I sort of kept myself to myself. I was like really into, um, like grunge and like punk and stuff. So I, I was like a moody sort of teenage, like I'm such an outsider yeah. with my black nail polish and all this. So I was already Whoa. sort of, yeah, a bit of a social outcast. But so, so it's a situation where you have like the very popular, very competitive, horrible, horrible girls who I'm sure are lovely people now, but at the time with immaturity were absolutely horrible people um, playing netball. And just my whole memory of that is just like being shouted at constantly <laughs> and being told I was shit by people. So yeah, yeah, it carries a lot of trauma. All my PE. I got to the stage, I probably said this on the podcast before. I got to the stage, um so um we had a secondary school and we had a high school, so like GCSE level, sort of year um ten, eleven, we moved to a different school. When I moved school, I d- didn't do PE. I just flat mm. out refused. I didn't take my kit in and the teacher would be like, Amy, why aren't you doing PE? And I just used to go, I'm not. I'm not no one tells you this if you're at this age school you just not do stuff just don't don't do it there's no GCSE or qualification attached to PE so I said I'm not doing it I I said flat out and all I got was um one after school detention over those two years and I which I thought was pretty like fair it's worth it totally worth it would have had a few more totally worth it I just not you know all that like carrying your PE kit around in your bag which is a pain in the arse and then, like, you'd do pee and you wouldn't shower or anything. You'd just, like, get back in your kit and you'd have to get it, like, changed in front of each other, which, like, for teenagers is bloody awful. I don't know what it's like yeah. for boys, but for girls, it's, like, bloody awful getting changed in front of each other. I used to think, I'm bringing all my kit in, looking it around, going through this trauma to run around for all of, by the time you've done all that shit, for all of half an hour, you're actually out there doing stuff. I ain't doing it. So I just didn't, I just didn't do it. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's, sorry, that's, you, come, you guys are becoming my yeah. therapist, but yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, some PE trauma PE there. PE trauma, but by the time I got to high school, I was done with it. Done. Ain't doing God. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, a one-off game every now and then, it's quite fun. I reckon if you played netball now, you'd probably quite enjoy it. I, I think the trauma of netball in particular is too much, because the thing about netball is the specific, um, uh, what's the term? Like, you know, like roles you play, like center or whatever yeah, yeah. the other ones are. And there was a hierarchy. Like if you, there, oh, wow, there was okay. like, you know, the popular girls got the good decisions. Uh, the, sorry, the popular girls got the good positions. And if you, yeah, that's the word positions. And if you were shit, you got something really shit. I don't even know, can't remember what the shit positions were now. But that was me with the bibs, with the bibs, with the, 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 
the letters on, yeah. which stood for the position. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. fucking hated it. Hated wing it. defense. That's what I was playing. Oh. I feel that's the shit one. It probably is. I was wing something because you're just right on the side, aren't you? And just like, yeah. nah. No, I, I think netball is dr- anything else. Badminton, I could play again. Any other sport from PE, I could play again. Netball, too much trauma, man. Too much trauma. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot more content than that than I expected. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I also ran the next night, so after with my netball doms and my broken shoes, I ran the murder mile, which is one mile up a hill, uh, about 200 meters of elevation. That's a lot of fun. I don't think I've spoken about it on the podcast before because it's obviously always been, last time I did it was 2018, we weren't doing the podcast there. Um, really, really enjoy it. It's the fourth time I've done this race. It's a really stupid one. It's a club race, so it's going to be good. 181 runners, which is fantastic, all playing about four quid each, something like that. Um and it, it's brilliant. We got 18 runners there from our club, which is really, really impressive. And a lot of people that don't do stupid races, which is good. That's quite what I really liked about it. There's a lot of people there that just do normal big races, but all of a sudden they turned up, did the little stupid one. Um, I did it in 11 minutes 43. Nice. It's actually my second quickest time for a mile. I think it's roughly about twice your mile pace, mm. uh, this one is. And it's like the last 100, maybe 200 meters is flat and if maybe a smidge downhill. So when you get around the last corner, you have to remember how to run and your legs are complete jelly. So in your head, you're sprinting, but your legs are moving very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. And you just have to hope there's no one near you that you have to try and race because you're like, oh shit, I'm going to have to race, you know. That was a lot of fun. And our team did really well. So that was always nice to see. Um, I'll try and get you there for next year because it is it is a stupid race and everyone hates it all the way up. But when you say people at the end, would you do it again? They all go, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh. It's one of those races. If you're in South Wales, uh, look up the Murder Mile. First Friday of August by Isloyne Running Club. It's a great one. Uh, and then this morning I ran in Penpick Forest, which is amazing and pretty. I didn't know about it before. This morning basically went there. There were waterfalls. I'm not really going to go into that because it was really, really nice. But I can say for the podcast, I slipped down a bank, cut my knee, got stung to shit, and the paths we used at the end have probably not been used by anyone else this year. And we were basically wading through grass for 20 minutes. Nice. Uh, we did 13K in two and a half hours. Wow. And that very much suits nice. me. That is our kind of run. Was it like really hilly then? About 500 meters. Okay. Which is okay. But yeah. it was just like finding and losing the paths over and over. And just like this long grass was mental. Yeah. It looked really nice. Like the pictures looked it's very, very pretty. Nice. But my knee is covered in cuts and scrapes. And that's funnier to me. Ah, uh, you need your orienteering socks on. I should have had my orienteering. Well, I wasn't orienteering, so it wouldn't have worked. I need my trail socks. That's true. You would have still got scratched. On to our Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit to give us money every month if you want or go there and cancel your subscription if you're sick of this shit and don't want to support it anymore. Matt Burrows apparently liked Stuart's shitty Duran Duran so much he signed up on the spot. Okay, Mm. Matt, whatever floats your boat. Also, welcome to Adam Atkinson and Sophie Nichols who possibly have better taste. I'm not going to argue about the Duran Duran thing because that was terrible. <laughs> I'm going to continue doing 80s though because a lot of people seem to be blinded by nostalgia and say they liked it. Mm, so I, I'll probably carry on doing that. Yeah, I tried to do 80s this week and too many of the 80s songs are like too slow. They're just too <laughs> slow for me to... to Like I tried doing Karma Chameleon for you guys which and it was amazing. It was perfect. It was chef's kiss amazing. Three and a half minutes long though. <laughs> Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. I was thinking, like, I have to, like, 
you know, three and a half minutes, I'm going to have to master this track, you know? I'm going to have to actually put some effort into it and stuff. Um, so, instead, here's everyone who gave us money and for you lot who just skip through it each time, this one is about two minutes long. Maria Wicks, Sherry Brooks, Martin Kaplan, Drew Edwards, Kel Ryder, Reese Diamandula Foster Swales, Jane Shambalik Adult, Kat Everett, Julia Page, Hugh Phillips, Charlie Neverson, H. Karen Blake, Greg Collins, Victoria Magnus, Karen Hamilton, Ian Thompson, Darren Roberts, Amanda Mohind, Raymond Quinn, Rachel Bullmore, A.P. Elizabeth Chaban, Cassie Jones, Mag McCarty, Amanda E. Hernandez, Matt Burrows, Jonathan Carter, Debbie Hurley, Matt Jones, Cole Fleming, Matt Kibowski, Elliot Light, Anthony Howe. Matt Lees, Gail Seal, Matt Newbree, Matthew Webb, Lisa Gibbon, Penny Simpson, Ruth KP, James Amherst, Francis Howe, Stuart Stevens, Matt Garner, Kirk Shepherd, Brian Simpson, Ian Hales, Matt Aisley, Liz Rees, Bernadette McCarthy, Catherine Fenton, Gordy Thelwell, Sophie Nichols, Victoria Good, Clark Gilmore, Rachel Bentley, Matt Calvin, David Owen, Poe Hibbert, Sam Whaley, Claire Diener, Andy Robbins, Ivor Hewitt, Adam Atkinson, Sophie Jacks, Jason Spinks, Lerne Martin, Neil Denton, Violet Grepp, Nikki Genders, Gabriel Thomas Myatt, sorry, couldn't get them all in. It was no issue. It was no issue recording that one. I first try, first try because I that oh that theme tune is so ingrained in my mind. First, try. you enjoyed that so much. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I can just see myself walking home from school and like sitting down and turning the TV on and that coming out. Such nostalgia. Uh, red or blue on the Game Boy? Red, hoffs. Red or yes, yellow? Was you. anyone yes. using yellow? Like. I wasn't posh enough for that. No, no, me neither. I wasn't rich enough for yellow. Yeah. I read all the way. Oh, yes. Um, so before we get to your messages, we've got more race drama to talk about. We spoke at length last time, and weirdly seriously, about smaller races suffering from oversaturation and new big event companies popping up. But we've seen over the last few weeks, it's not just the little races struggling. Now, this is all a little bit South Wales-centric, but that's where we are and what we know. Uh, it may well be reflective of the situation around the UK. So recently, the Newport Marathon postponed from October to April without any really clear reason why, just citing things such as a busy autumn race schedule and a number of operational risks. Quite, cool. I don't Great. know what that means in the UK in October. It's not, you know, we're not going to get hurricanes or anything like that. So that's quite interesting. Um, of course, the local gossip amongst runners has been that there simply haven't been enough signups. They have at least offered all entries a free transfer or refund, though. Busy autumn race schedule. Put it in April. That's clear, isn't it, usually? It does, it does yeah. An operational... Nothing going on in April. Yeah, an operational... Like, yeah. 
Yeah, but I have noticed like a number. So um, I noticed a spire running. So I, I was trying to check when the Bristol eight hour uh, epic race or whatever it's called is on. Mm. Um, so I went to their website and they've I've just noticed that they've had to cancel um, quite a few races because mm. there just hasn't been enough signups. And you think, yeah, because if people aren't signing up, then how you, you can't run it for like 10 runners, can you? Yeah. You know, and yeah. then they're saying like things like cost of living um, has been a huge hit with people. I, I guess if you don't have much money because you're paying it all on electricity, you're not going to be signing up for a race, are you? That's going to be That's the fair. last thing yeah. on your priorities. And yeah, an observation this week, there has been a huge number of Cardiff half marathon transfer offers on social media ahead of their ludicrous two-month deadline. Now remember, the Cardiff half is the third largest road race in the UK, at least in theory, because they always say they have 25,000 entries, but it's often about eighteen or 19,000 finishes. But 2021's race was held in spring 2022, so there's been, there'll be two this year. And despite saying again they have 25,000 runners, if you look at the results, there were only 11,652, which is a crazy low number. That's less than half of people who paid for this race turned up for it. So it looks like the next edition may well be going the same way because people are offering their places all over Facebook and not that many are being taken up. So where are we at with Cardiff Half? Is it a spring race now or is it an autumn race? I've no idea. Because I think spring, people are having to train through winter a bit and stuff like that. And I think it, I think it's back to being an autumn race, but it's just that last year's autumn race was put forward to spring. Oh God. So in theory now, it should be back into the busy autumn schedule that the Newport Marathon is avoiding. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think they're going to have huge issues and we're supposed to be going into a recession soon. And yeah. I think that's going to hit a lot of races really, really hard. And, and some races as well, like the big races that are you know massive companies they might just have to accept that they're not going to see as much profit so in terms of like being able to put on the race they might be able to put on the race but in terms of profit like that's that's surely going to go down because like i said if you're struggling to pay your electricity bills because they've gone up to 600 quid a month or whatever and your weekly shop and your petrol and everything else you're not going to be spending almost 50 quid on a half marathon you know and this also brings us to news that is hit us this week and that's the cardiff 10k with around 7,000 runners has been cancelled so not postponed cancelled no deferral no refund your money's gone and that's 31 pounds 50 as well which is oh. a lot for a 10k it's just gone <laughs> uh, from the second paragraph of their statement i'll read it as it is written this is one sentence. We've liaised closely with all event stakeholders, but delivery the event has proven far more challenging than anticipated to achieve giving the logisticals and operationally situations that we have encountered. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? They-, <laughs> they have not spent any of that money on proofreading, have they? Oh, they need to like spend a bit more money going and having a bloody eye test or something. Like, what's going on there? I mean, that has been up now for two days and they haven't corrected it. doesn't it. even make sense. It's really hard to sort of decipher what they're, what they're getting at. Even if the words made sense, it's still logistical and operational situations. It's it's basically harder than it's they It's like thought. it's been translated into another language and then translated back again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, this company, Frontrunner, um, have, they took over the running of the event in November last year. So they've had nine months, eight, nine, ten months. And they're a, a company that runs other races. They should know what they're doing. But they've got a month out and they've just cancelled it. And they say also, due to a committing to a large number of orders, uh, they can't refund, defer or transfer any entries. But don't worry, 
You thought that was bad. There'll be a virtual event instead. You've just got to prove you've run 10K on the day and you'll get the T-shirt and the medal that you've already bought. (laughs) Um, To make matters worse, this statement from Frontrunner Events CEO David Martin-Jewell is italicized and right aligned on their website. What kind of monsters are they? They are not responsible people to be running a race. What is going on? I, I wouldn't right aligned. Who right who right aligns anything? I don't yeah, I think they are probably having logistical situations <laughs> <laughs> by the sounds of it. I mean, of course, oh. COVID is still a thing and people are clearly shy about returning to races, but they've been taking entries for this 10k for two years and must have taken over two hundred thousand pounds in entry money and they can't hold the event. And they have a headline sponsor. That was something I was going to mention about this race before. It just makes me laugh because they advertise it on the radio quite a lot. And it's called the Cardiff Metropolitan University Cardiff 10K and 2K Fun Run. Yeah. Perhaps they just couldn't afford to print that on everything so much because it's such a crazy name. But yeah, yeah, 200 grand in entry money at least and a headline sponsor. And they still can't get it done. No. So as you can imagine, a lot of people are furious about this uh, yeah. and quite rightly. I wish they. I wish these companies as well would just be really clear and honest about why they're not putting on the event you know like even if this was written correctly you know it it's so vague. makes sense all this vagueness people are going to be pissed off where it, whereas if you're coming up with saying something like we haven't had enough because that's what um if you look at the aspire um website about mm. their races they clearly outline why they can't put on the event they say we haven't had enough yeah. people you know we're really we're, we're struggling at the moment because we haven't had the sign-ups and you think okay fair dues you know yeah but there's a way to write that yeah. where you could have made it better yeah definitely and i think people just need it to be a bit clear especially if you're not giving people their money back so if you're offering people refunds you could maybe get away with being a bit vague but if you're not if you're taking people's money and i don't virtual races that that's still taking people's money i mean a virtual 10k mm-hmm. give me a fucking break but like if you're taking people's money and not refunding them, you need to be a bit more specific than that. Yeah, a lot of people again have been talking about the like, the legality of this and whether that is theft, whether you know you have paid for a service that hasn't been delivered to you, is that legal? Mm-hmm. Whether they should be sued? But you know, when you sign up to a race, there is a clause in all of these big races that says they can cancel the race at yeah. any time for any reason and not refund you. Mm-hmm. When you pay your money, you tick the terms and conditions that you don't read, and you agree to that. Now, not blaming people who sign up for being victims of this. It's just kind of a warning that this is a thing Mm. and is always possible. I can only speculate. I haven't checked this. It's probably more likely the bigger the race company is. I think the bigger the race, the longer those terms and conditions. And I think the more get out clauses they will give themselves. Mm. Yeah. And if they've got a whole portfolio of races, because obviously this is going to damage the reputation of that race and people Mm. might not sign up for it again. But if you've got a whole portfolio, it's like, yeah, so on to the next one yeah. you know and i get it, like yeah. i get why i'd be pissed off too but you, you you can't have any sort of legal action against them like i say it's in the terms and conditions it's not right yeah. really like yeah, you'd you know, never get anywhere no but there's no point stressing about the legality of it because yeah, yeah that's what you've signed up for unfortunately mm. i do wonder if you paid on a credit card whether you could claim it back possibly yeah maybe i guess yeah because it's kind of similar to if a, a flight sort of cancelled and mm. ordinarily worth looking yeah, into yeah 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 yeah, definitely. Yeah, and maybe if it, if that is possible, worth booking races on credit cards in future. You know, it gives you a bit yeah. more insurance. And this all brings us back to support your smaller race companies and clubs because I'm pretty sure they would rather put on an event and lose money than fuck you over. Oh yeah, 
Definitely. And also, they're not asking for a lot of money. So, because yeah. the big money you're paying for these races is covering things like big roads to be shut down and, you know, um, the finishes t shirt and all those different things and having like kind of Gatorade or whatever we, we have Gatorade here, whatever mm. we have the, 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 um, yeah. the water stations and all that. Whereas your local races, they're probably just had a word of a farmer or you're running on a pavement along the side of the road or whatever, you know? So, yeah, definitely a lot lower risk too. Um, speaking of which, if you want to avoid front runner events in future, we're of course not saying you should, but if you we're not saying, not that. saying we're not saying that, this, but if you, we're not if saying you anything. don't want to lose thirty quid in future, <laughs> however, yeah, you if know. you want to buy, you know, spend that thirty quid on a loaf of bread instead, um, we just want to say that they also do the Great Welsh Half and Marathon, Clenefly Half, Gorsain and Ten K, and Port Talbot Half. The end of their statement also has said that they're confident the Cardiff 10K will grow in 2023. What? Where? From what? I bet it fucking Uh, won't. uh, No, all signs are set a point to know. What what, what a bizarre thing to say. It's going to grow. I suppose they have to say, yeah, we're coming back and we're going to be bigger and better than ever. I was like, Bigger and better than ever. Why don't you just be like, again, going back to Aspire running events, you look at their website, they say, we hope we'll be back in 2023 once things have calmed down, but we don't know for sure. Like, no one knows with the state of things at the moment. No one knows what's going to happen with the economy. No no one knows. So to say, I'd be surprised oh. if many runners forgive them for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you've lost, you've definitely lost seven thousand customers, yeah. and whether they will tell everyone they know about. Yeah, this. And, and Cardiff is so saturated with events anyway. You can find another event, whether that be a big event where they're closing down the city streets, or whether it be a, a smaller club event. You know, I don't think we've been too libelous in this, have we? I think we're fine. Well, you probably. I don't know. I mean, what they're going to do? What are they going to do? <laughs> They got no money. They got to no sue us, money probably. to sue us. I bet we've got more in the bank than them. <laughs> Say so from our Patreons. <laughs> Please keep funding us to keep we'll, this show we'll see you in afloat court. And through court. <laughs> oh well, don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you've been fucked over by a race company, just search "running is BS." Let us know why you particularly hate running and race companies this week. We feed off your misery and misfortune. Brian Simpson tweeted to say, just heading to the start finish for today's White Star Run Cider Session, proudly wearing my Running is BS multi-purpose tube, eight hours, six K loops, how many can I do? Well, he didn't actually get back to us and tell us, uh, so I had to search through some very erratic Twitter threads. I found out eventually did eight. So that's pretty good. Well done. Well done. Definitely the tube that helped. Yeah, how much snot did you put in the tube over those oh. eight, eight loops? Tony Pinnington has also been in touch and said, there I was catching up on the podcast while mowing the lawn at my boss's house. Odd. I don't know what the situation is there. (laughs) Giggling. And then Nikki Ligo pops in a bit about Duchenne. My son had Duchenne. That hay fever is terrible. Made my eyes leak. Brilliant fundraising. Yeah, you got to watch out for those grass cuttings. Mm, They can really get in your eyes. Uh, From Gabby Nair. She's been sending us messages from the Lakeland 50 and 100 Ultra Trail Race Community Group on Facebook. And it looks weird. First of all, um, there's a post here. It says, I've lost my race pack. I think I left it in a portaloo. Please can someone let me know if they find it? And then they put their phone number. Okay. How did you lose your race pack in a portaloo? okay i can you take it off because it's quite well packed you take it mm. off and you put it down by the side while you sit on the loo but then how do you forget it because like the lake and 1500 it's 
your pack will be massive. Yeah. And, and sure, you've suddenly got 10 kilos not on your back and you just stroll off. And the next person in didn't say, you've left your bag. <laughs> no. What did you do with it? <laughs> How big was the portaloo? It must have been huge. It must have been a couple of rooms in there. <laughs> was there a little cupboard or something? Jeez. As another post, a little tip for applying DP and Vaseline. Apply Vaseline first. My bits and pieces will still be hot when I finish tomorrow morning. And then lots of swearing and hot emojis. <laughs> Top tip. Top tip. This this group is like a gold mine of content. I think I'm going to have to just lurk in there just to steal content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, there are some weird people up in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Victoria has also messaged and said, I'm new to the whole toenails thing and I'm swiftly learning that toenails are absolute bullshit. Just had one come off, had five others in a bad way and one more on end of life care. Oh, nice. Oh, God. I'm sort of hoping it won't grow back, but I'm guessing it will. Disgusting. Gross. Well, just let you know, Victoria, if you've got one that's just hanging off and it'll be there for ages, the other nail just grows underneath it. And eventually you've got like two there. And one will just kind of hang off and eventually you just have to like pull it off and it'll be terrifying. Like you, it, it generally doesn't hurt, but it'd just be really weird. And that'd be a really massive and thick and gray by then. Mate, what? I'm so glad I don't have this toenail situation. Like I'm so... It's because you don't run, Amy. <laughs> when I do run, when I did run, yeah. past tense. Oh, those are the days. Yeah, do you remember ne- that? Yeah, but I never had a toenail just situation. Just before the podcast started, I think yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. wasn't this it? Yeah, podcast just killed all, all enjoyment and passion about running. Um, never had a toenail situation ever. Ultras, whatever, like never ever had a toenail situation. What is going on? Why do people? Why are people's feet getting in this state? Yeah, you, you, you're just not doing a problem. <laughs> clearly, I'm wearing the wrong shoes. Shoes that actually fit and have a wide toe box. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> we had an email, and it's a comment on the last episode regarding races. Uh, she says, my husband helps organise races for our running club. Shout out to Alchester Running Club in Bicester, Oxfordshire. He said that the local smaller club races this summer have really noticed they're not getting the entries they were pre-COVID. Race numbers are around 100 runners registering below what they were. And then you are getting the people who just don't turn up. Not sure what the reasons are. Maybe people wanting to save money, not just entry fee, but also travel. And she says, I also think that your comments about marketing and advertising races is also spot on. If newer runners aren't a member of a running club, then they won't know about races as they just tend to be advertised at other races or on club websites or social media or word of mouth. Hmm. She says, her most bullshit thing about running, battling the negative thoughts telling me that I can't do it. I'm struggling with my mental health at the moment, but trying to get out to do Couch to 5K sessions as I know it will help. But the battle I have in my head at the end of the run is almost more exhausting than the run itself. Thanks for the podcast. I laughed out loud a few times listening to the episode. Oh, yeah, I totally get that mental health thing. And it's so, like, frustrating because you know if you go for a run, you probably will have a bit of, like, you know, mood increase, endorphins, all that sort of thing. But at the same time, I get the same thing where I'm, like, in my head, I'm like, you're shit. Why, you know, why are you having to walk? You're so slow, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you're already in a negative thought cycle, sometimes you can have those thoughts as well when you're running, which doesn't help things so yeah yeah i totally get that and then just even find the energy to go out for a run in the first place and think right okay so not only do i have to find the energy to go out for a run but i also have to find the energy to know that when i'm out for a run i might also have all these bloody like negative thoughts and like beating myself up about things and all of that so yeah i totally totally get it but listening to a podcast like this or maybe something a bit more cheery can also help 
Yeah, that's far too serious. I can't really make a joke about that. No, no, it sucks. It sucks. I'm glad you were here to feel that one in because I'd have just been like, ah, <laughs> something <laughs> and made a joke about it instead. <laughs> uh, that was from Fiona Warren. Thank you very much. Also had a message from Ian that says, Dear Stuart and Amy, as a volunteer at a smaller race who is involved in the organisation peripherally as well as race day marshalling, another insidious threat comes from without. That being a big race booking aggregation organisation, let's do this in this case, coming in all magnanimous and helpfully offering to be the exclusive booking agent. Only they take a big cut and also push up the entry price for all competitors. The delivery of races, if you will. Ooh, I like that. Always go direct if you can. For example, mm. the Oxford half in October via Let's Do This is £51. Ooh. That's more than the London Marathon the same month. That can fuck right off. Though Great Run aren't really any better, if you think about it, it's £25 and £46 for the 5k and 10 miles respectively on the same day as Oxford. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's an expensive half marathon. Mm. But that's an interesting point as well. The, these booking sites, how much cut are they making? Mm. And the Deliveroo of races. Because, okay, yeah, we use, we use Deliveroo. They're very convenient, but they do fuck over restaurants quite a lot. Yeah, yeah and to be honest, I don't know, like, I don't really... It doesn't really make a difference to me in terms of my experience, whether I'm booking it through a third party website or mm. through this through the race company, you know, the guys who are putting on the race itself. Like, yeah. in, But it's like the terms and conditions. You don't even think about it. To be it. honest, I find it easier just if, for me. I always find it easier to find emails and stuff if I book directly through the people themselves, because we're yeah, actually looking for like SIRE or whatever they're called entries or, or something like that. The amount of times I've been looking just to find out, OK, have I actually entered this race or if I need to amend my details and it's always like, it's because it's coming through emails through all these third party websites and it just makes it a big pain in the ass. Yeah, or Fabian 4 uh, is one yeah. that I've used quite a yeah. lot. But fucking hell, I hope they're not charging a lot of money for that because that is hard yeah. work. Also, yeah, that's the thing, these third parties, surely they're just doing this one thing, that's their speciality. They're often shit. The websites are shit. Yeah. The booking system's shit. If you want to make any changes, it's shit. So what's the point why are they charging so much jesus we had a message on instagram from lee wood he said listen to your episode yesterday about magpie attacks i was out on a bike please don't judge me and thinking the magpie attacks sound a nightmare but also glad they don't happen here anyway a few miles later i'm riding along watching a seagull no idea what he's doing around here try and pick up some roadkill a disemboweled hedgehog i assume i'll scare him off but no the bastard manages to pick up the hedgehog gets a few meters in the air realises it's too heavy and drops it, only missing me by a matter of inches. So while magpie attacks don't sound fun, seagulls dropping roadkill on you is absolute bullshit. Gross. Yeah. It? Oh, imagine being hit by a disemboweled hedgehog. Yeah, that is just... That would ruin your run as well. Yeah, that is disgusting. I have been attacked by seagulls on a run. They do They do attack. If if they've got babies nearby, they will they will swoop and shit on you at the same time. Yeah, I was in Cardiff Bay last week and I was watching a few people walk past one particular spot and a seagull was having a go yeah. at them quite a lot. It was very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, it used to be on like my regular running route. There would be this one, well, I, I, I say this one seagull, it might be multiple. They all sort of look the same, don't they? But like, Whoa, whoa, come on, Amy. <laughs> you can't say shit oh, like sorry. that. Uh, yeah, so seagulls, seagull that used to just swoop and try and like purposely shit on me. And to the point it was swooping so low... I'd, I'd like feel the the air, you know. I'd feel the gust of its wings go past me. Mm -hmm. The very Alfred Hitchcock moments. Yeah, you got to be on your guard around seagulls as well. 
is the bullshit news. So we've seen some bullshit news about the world marathon mages, as if they weren't stupid enough already. Who else but Gabinea sent us some info about Tokyo and their changes to entry? Um as she said, Tokyo is already, for most people, the hardest of the six majors to run in, naturally, so occasionally a lot of money is involved. This year, Tokyo offered charity places via a blind auction system. You select a charity you want to run for and then bid a sum. The highest fundraising target bid wins. What a shitty system that is. It's kind of totally wiped out ballot places, the money is due up front, and the hurdles for actually being allowed to run are fearsome, including the need to sign up to a health tracking app. That very expensive route seems to be the only way Japan lets foreigners run. Not an inclusive run at all. I'm still on the main list as a hangover for my road racing days. I beg forgiveness. You are only forgiven if you unsubscribe from that email. I don't, it can do you no good. I, yeah, and I don't like this. Like, you need to sign up for a health tracking app. That's very, like, 1984, isn't it? That's, that's bizarre. Yeah. And just the highest fundraising bid. So, like, someone raises, offers 500, 600. 5,000? Yeah, we'll take yeah, 5,000. Yeah, yeah. It would just, Fuck it you. Would just be rich people buying their way into these things. Yeah. Of course it will, because if you're incredibly rich, then putting like a grand, two grand, three grand down to run a marathon, you know, yeah, that you so want to run. And also you're helping charities as well, which is great. But like, that's just pricing everyone else out. Well, you thought hitting all of those six majors was bad. Well, it's about to get much, much worse. Cape Town, Chengdu in China, and Sydney are now beginning a three-year process as candidates to join the series in 2025. All the news I can find about this is just about how wonderful and lovely the cities are and how great the majors are. But with the Tokyo changes happening as well, it's just increasingly rich person bullshit, which is something I complain about so often now. It's just bullshit for rich people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... This is the thing as well. It's interesting because when we talk about making running inclusive, we we do often talk about things like race, gender, um, all those uh, sexuality and um, gender identity as well, you know, in terms Mm. of being trans and things like that, which are all... And even just ability. Yeah, yeah. these are all like incredibly important things. But we often don't talk about like the class issues as much, which is more broadly Mm -hmm. in the world as well, because class is a lot harder to define, you know, it's a lot harder to define and and sort of, therefore it's often like a harder issue to to deal with in terms of equality and, and diversity and things like that but yeah like we can see very clearly though how things like this are just pricing people out and and running already has this reputation of being you know white very middle to upper class and for men you know all those things so and expensive yeah yeah exactly and it and it is like you know like an intersectional issue because you're more likely to have disposable income to do these things if you're white, if you're a man, if, you know, (laughs) if you're already born into sort of a middle-class to upper-class background, you know? So, yeah, this is something as well that I'm very... It's always on my mind when we talk about diversity is, like, the class issues as well. Yeah, well, not even just class, just money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. And it's... Like the, the world marathon mages, they are kind of held up, you know, by themselves. And it gets into people's kind of minds as well as the ultimate aim for runners. You do London, you do Berlin, you've got to do the biggest marathons in the world because they're the best. And you get this amazing medal and everyone will say how great you are. But you want to do that now, you've also got to go to Sydney, China or South Africa as well. That's fucking expensive. And you know what? The only people that can be able to do that are people that can afford yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sydney marathon's not even that big. It's like 5,000 people. Oh, really? So in, in, you know, 
I assume it's going to expand or they're going to want to over the next few years, but it's not on this terms. It's not that big and there's not going to be many places available. There aren't going to be many places available for Australians, which is what it should be for. Yeah, that's the other thing as well. When you get people coming in and they're just like buying up all these spots and the local people then don't get to run it. It's like, that's why I'm kind of yeah. worried it would happen to like Cardiff Half eventually, you know, as it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, well, will local people still be able to do their, their local like big half marathon or whatever? So, yeah. Yeah, it's why I've got no interest in Boston because it's you either have to be good or rich. Mm. There's basically no other yeah. way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Stuart, what have you got coming up next? Any of the marathon majors? Uh, no, not on my radar yet. Maybe a five-mile race from a good local club-based events company. Uh, maybe a five-mile race. Haven't decided if I'll do it yet. My five-mile PB was a few years ago in pissing rain and 60-mile-an-hour gusts. Mm. So maybe that would be nice mm. to give it a go again. So I might give that a go. I don't know. Maybe. Um, anything for you? No. Bye. <laughs> no, no, not much. I like I said, I'm I, the next sort of race is the Bristol eight hour epic. I can't remember the full name of yeah. it now, but yeah, the eight hour one uh, with the three mile loop. So isn't that cancelled? Like Tenth of September. It's not cancelled okay. at the moment. I think said, oh, I think you, oh, you said the other ones were cancelled. It, on it's that one. So that one's still going, and another one's still going. They've, they've cancelled a load of the ten k. So oh, okay. I'm assuming the sign up for the eight hour one has been good. I mean, it was a really good event last year, and I think value for money for an event like that is really good value for money. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that won't be cancelled. It'd be a bit late mm-hmm. in the day if they do cancel it. So hopefully that one. I mean, like I said, my Achilles is pretty bad. So cool, maybe cool, cool beans. But I'm not going to actually go to a physio or get any help with it or actually rest it that much. I'm just going to carry on until it completely breaks. Yeah, that's normal though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningsbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias. See you later. We're going to cancel this episode. We're taking your money. (laughs) It's our podcast. It's a piss off.